my phone went off. Welcome to my shitty podcast. So shitty it only has one T and I keep my intro <laughs> as shitty as I can with uh, phone alarms and such going off. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Copeland. I want to thank my guest, uh, Chef Jim, for coming on and talking about uh, working uh, in a kitchen and uh, cooking professionally, um, some trials and tribulations of that. Uh, I quote the shit out of Anthony Bourdain again. Surprise, surprise. And uh, yeah, man, we get into some, uh, some meaty bits. So, uh, without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Thank you. Fucking shit. I always end that too early. Thank you for everybody that has written a review. I really mean that. That's, that's huge for me. Everybody that's written a review on iTunes, thank you for that. Um, thank you for telling a friend. That's also huge for me. I appreciate that as well. Um, it's very humbling when somebody says that they listen to the show or they subscribe uh, or told like their brother about it and now they subscribe. That's that's, that's amazing. Um, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm very flattered uh, that I can provide interesting content. Um, so now, without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Thanks, guys. I'll turn over here and like take a note. Okay. But uh, And that's what that notepad's for, too. Like That's if I'm... Going on and on. So if I have a thought? Yeah. And you're okay. like, oh, I'm going to bring up whatever after he's done talking about his Mother's Day episode. <laughs> if I want to make a little sketch or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been left with many sketches, actually. Before. Really? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, just because people doodle like when they're telling stories. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, we can get started if you're ready. Let's do it. Cool, man. Okay. Uh, why don't you start by introducing yourself? And um, tell me what you do for a living. My name well, is Jim Gilbert. I am a professional chef, and which is weird. I just started calling myself that. Yeah. Um, I have been in the industry for ugh, um, a, since I was seventeen, so about twenty years. Damn. Um, yeah. yeah. When do you become? I don't know. Whenever you become a. Uh, sh- when the title moves from cook to chef, when, when is yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was just getting at. I just became comfortable with calling myself that, and, and that varies day to day. Sometimes I don't feel comfortable with that at all. Yeah? Um, I'd say maybe two or three years ago I didn't like that title, and now I feel more comfortable with it because I, I don't know. Um, they say that it, once you go through culinary education, you can call yourself a chef, but yeah. I think in the industry a lot of us – don't appreciate that until you have a certain level of experience or management or running a crew, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think I, I feel like I've crossed those thresholds enough now where I can call myself that chef. And, yes. Yeah, you feel comfortable with that chef yes. Jim. Yes. Right on, man. Um, let me tell you about the cocktail that I made you real fast. Oh yeah. Let's do this. I've been staring it. at it. So I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to get inspiration, like looking for like maybe a cocktail called like the cook's, something or another or yeah. like the chef's whiskey sour i don't know um the back of the house bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah something like that yeah. uh so this is called J- jim's special what <laughs> yeah okay i don't know so salute, buddy um because you make specials on a daily basis or at least a weekly basis. You come up with specials often. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that seems to be the role I've fallen into recently. So that's that's good. This is really good. Yeah, not too bad, huh? Tell me about this. Um, it's got cherry brandy, which I actually didn't have cherry brandy, nor did I want to go out and buy a full bottle of cherry brandy. <laughs> For this particular cocktail? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I used, um, it was a gift that I got. Um, I used an Oklahoma sand plum. Um, okay. And infused brandy with that. Well done. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this so is good. It, it fared well. Um, and then um, it's got Jim Beam. Okay. And uh, fresh uh, lemon and lime and uh, topped off with ginger ale. Yeah, it's awesome. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Just I'm those going eight to, ingredients. <laughs> I will probably suck this down. Yeah, I know. This is uh, this is pretty pretty tasty. Yeah, I may have to take an intermission and <laughs> do, they do a little more. Yeah, <laughs> I should have made the backup. I support that. I'm glad I was productive this morning. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Uh, so you said you just you're just now getting comfortable with uh, the title of chef. Yeah, um, and it's certainly not recently that people have been calling me that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have prior to working um, where we work. Um, we you know this business has only been open for about a month. Yeah. Um, I should give a backstory that we both work together. It's true. We do. <laughs> yes. Um, and pretty close quarters. Yes. Um, so what was I saying? Uh, the previous job I had, I was the executive sous chef for a catering company here in town. It's kind of a hotshot catering company, actually. Um, yeah. I was there. I helped start that company. And I was there for 11 years. Nice. Good God. Yeah. yeah it's a long time. Dude, you're a lifer. I don't want to be anymore. Oh yeah, Are you no, done with no, it? No, yeah. I feel like I I did some stints like that, and I feel like I, I gathered a lot of information on how to do that and, and stick out through hard times and yeah, help a company grow and learn myself and you know have various roles. But now I feel like I, it's time to think about you know getting the getting what you need from a, a company and giving back as much as you get, but also just you know moving on to the next goal. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Um, I have. I cook often. This is, by the way, just a quick heads up. I feel like I mentioned this before. Uh, I'm a big fanboy for Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, so yeah. I saw the book on your coffee table. I, I, I thumbed through it the past couple of days just to get like inspiration of like, oh, what what stuck out? What stood out the most to me? Like uh-huh. in some of these chapters and books. Um, and what can I pick your brain about? Just because you got the experience. Um, but uh, I forgot where I was going at this point. Um, this is going to be an Anthony Bourdain like quote along like, well, Anthony Bourdain says this, and then do you feel yeah. this way about that? So we'll see how I compare to Bourdain yeah. and all of this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just interested like in your perspective. Um, because also my favorite book of his, Kitchen Confidential's first one um, about the industry, uh, was written a long time ago. And I'm not even sure, but several things have changed since then. I Maybe 12 years? Uh, that sounds about right. I mean, it's right. definitely the one that put him on the map. Yeah. Um, did you read that book, by the way? I did a long time ago. It's been probably, I think I've read it twice, and it's been probably a good four or five years since the second reading. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a phase where I did not appreciate him at all. Yeah. <laughs> because, and I think it, I'm like this. So if something is shoved in my face too often, or if it's the most popular thing on the planet... I'm done. I do the same yeah, thing, I, man. I'm, I'm done. I, I feel like I did this with Radiohead. Yeah. Um, that once, I, I don't remember what album it was, but one of their albums came out and I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to hear about Radiohead everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I did that with Bourdain for a little while and um, I'm back. You know, I appreciate, especially his newer stuff where he's getting into culture a little bit more yeah. and, and less about the firebranding of you know, a cook's life and badass this and that, you know? Yeah. Um, I spoke with another, um, chef slash cook. I know I feel uncomfortable using that. I know. I know. It's, it's one of those subtleties I think in our culture that, um, you know, gets thrown around a lot, you know, culinary students come out of school and they're like, I'm a chef. Yeah. Like, just call me chef Brandon. Like, ah, no, I'm actually not going to probably yeah. ever. Yeah. You haven't earned, <laughs> you haven't earned those stripes you know, yet. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, and he had a similar take on it and basically said like, yeah, he kind of made it very badass, like right out of the shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't know, had like this cool leather jacket surrounding the the chef persona, right? Um, and he disliked it for that reason, or disliked Anthony Bourdain for that reason. Um, but also said the same thing. Like in recent years, like I'm kind of coming back around, and uh, I can see, I can see he's also a writer. <laughs> you know, like yeah, and I appreciate the fact that he's very open about his skill level what he's comfortable with um you know the fact that he he'll tell you he's not the best chef you know yeah. that but he does these other things so well and he's good at getting into the nooks and crannies of what happens with food and i think he's found his niche yeah you know and so i i appreciate that i like what he's doing and saying now more than i did you know 10 years ago maybe sure yeah sure um, being a front of ha- front of the house guy, you, let's get into some of those nooks and crannies. Well, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, being a, a front of the house nice. guy. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be. Uh, I always hear like, oh, this is so good. Like I've waited tables. I've got, uh, probably 13 years of service industry experience behind the bar, uh, waited tables, I've bus tables. I've, mm-hmm. I've done everything but kitchen. Um, but I enjoy cooking often. So i no way I'm at your skill level or <laughs> um, somebody that does it professionally. 
but I always hear like, oh, dude, that burger was perfect, or like those said items, whatever the entree right. was, was amazing. Um, and I heard that amongst like my comrades that would like in the front of the house. I feel like I was the only person that came back and like, hey, table 28 loved, you know, whatever. Was, whatever dish it was that they yeah, were eating. I was, I, I'm, I feel like that's a rare instance. Does that fall in like deaf ears? No. Yeah. no oh, do you get not, it a lot? Okay, cool. Um, I don't, we don't get it very often. Yeah. Um, I think it depends on the restaurant you work in, of course, um, or, or the business that you're in, but I don't think we hear it often enough. Sure. Um, you know, I think many cooks are very hard on themselves and it's a business of perfection. Yeah. Um, the flaws are noticed so quickly. Yeah. And, you know, especially when it comes to something like a protein that people may request a specific level of cooking done this on it. And if you're off by four degrees, they may notice depending yeah. on who it is that's eating that dish. And um, it's not always easy, you know, especially when you're running, you're firing five, ten dishes at a time. Yeah. To get something correct in the middle of all of that going on is is a skill. And sometimes, honestly, it's luck. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know that you happen to remember to pull that off the grill or whatever it is, you know, at the time that it needed to be done. So it's nice to hear that, um, you know, people appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. I Especially, actually. you know, once you leave the restaurant or you leave your business, people look at you often, or at least in my experience, I should just speak for myself. I look like a street rat half the time, you know, I, um, you know, and, and nobody can see what I look like right now, but I mean, it, you know, many times we're fully tattooed or we don't carry ourselves like a white collar person. So yeah, it's pretty common for back of the house to dress however the fuck they want. Cause, exactly. Cause you, can. you know, and I, I think there's, you know, a perception that maybe that that person doesn't have a professional job or they don't take what they do seriously because they don't have the appearance of that. And to, Know that you do what you do well and get some, you know, appreciation for it is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. No yeah. sweat, man. It's nice. Yeah, our uh, particular job that we're at right now is very open. The kitchen is open, so I feel like you can hear. Maybe you can't. There's a lot, there's a, a loud vent fan there, but I feel like you hear a lot of those compliments. Like they'll just say it audibly, and the, the it will be conveyed. Um, yeah, some sometimes I I definitely get feedback in this environment uh, yeah. that we're in right now, so that's good. Uh, speaking of what you said, like just a degree off, um, I never realized how much until I started like really cooking or like really taking it serious. Um, and I when I say really taking it serious, just kind of. Paying attention. Paying attention, yeah. yeah, as opposed to like, I don't know, just scrambled some eggs and threw some cheese on it. Oh my God, <laughs> like, we, we could talk about <laughs> eggs for days, days. But I found out it was all about timing, like the resting period, um, like things that sit in the window. Like, dude, that item is dying. Like, run it. I need a runner quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, um, and you see the, that attitude come out that's so typical of us in the back of the house, you know, towards the front of the house about food. Just dying, run the food, run the food. And it, we take that seriously for a reason because yeah. it does reflect on us. Sure. You know, it's, it's not just about the timing of the dish getting to their table. It's about what it is by the time it gets there. Most definitely. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't appreciate that or respect that. Um, until I started cooking, then I, I I got it. I was like, "Fuck, I'm an asshole." No, Son you made the link. Bitch. That's that's great. You know, <laughs> son no. of a bitch. <laughs> you figured it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I kind of figured it out. Hey, you know, just having an appreciation for it or noticing the fact that it matters. Yeah, I think, and you're bringing it up now, which means you've already crossed the link. Sure, so you're gonna remember it next time. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So I take no offense, but like, I need runners. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll like, I like climb, like swim. People, I just grab an arm and like. There move, you go. Well, move. I mean, you know, and also in our environment now, it's you know, you're busy. So yeah. if we don't have an expo and you're required to run the food, like, how do, how does that happen? So uh, very true. There's it's kind of. A semi-confusing concept where we're at right now. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> it give it a, is. A big rundown. It's going to be like an event space. It's a hostel. It's a restaurant. It's a coffee shop. It's a bar. All under one roof. So there's a lot of components um, that go and in, that come into play um, that we're all sort of figuring out right now because we're only a few weeks old. Yeah, about a month. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um I've been told by significant others in the past uh, and comrades, friends, uh, like, why don't you t like take on a professional cooking 
like take that on as your career. Like you seem to really enjoy it. You're passionate about it. But I feel like it's gonna kill the passion for me. <laughs> I I 100% agree with you. Um, it goes back to art. You said you do a little art. Uh, I do yeah. like sketching, painting. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. Do you t- tell me specifically what you do? Um, um, I I focus mostly on portraiture. Okay. I do a little bit of painting now. It's it's actually I'd say it's like 40% painting, 60% drawing. Okay. Um, I do kind of twisted versions of people i never do anything that's just straight up photorealism that's because awesome. it's just uh, take a photo yeah you know i don't understand that um so i i've been doing that for a very long time for a while i thought maybe that's how i was going to make a living yeah um but as we all know making money from art is is sketchy well, that's kind of that's what a it, pun. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't intend that. It's good. Nice it's work, good. man. That's, yes, that's usually my my bag. I did it. <laughs> nice work, Jim. I'm Jeez, just gonna sit me. back and relax, man. This is you just take the microphone. Buddy. I got this. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like as soon as I get paid for it, or somebody's like, draw this, or like cook this for me, that's whenever I lose. Like, eh, I'm kind of over it. Sucks the life out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've always th- at least thought that. Um, is it hard to stay passionate about cooking since it's the way that you pay your bills? That is a very good question. So, I, you know, I think that's a question that could be transferred to many people. Um, the parallel that I was trying to draw with, with art is like is the same. I feel the same about art and cooking, and I feel like cooking is an art. True. And so I think that's a pretty easy link to, to draw. Um, Maybe when we're talking about an accountant, it's not such an issue. But mm-hmm. I think when you do um, make a living doing something that you feel maybe emotionally strong about yeah. or you feel creative with, uh, it's a fine line. Okay. Um, I, I recently became more interested in it again. And I think if you had asked me the same question two years ago, I would have told you I was burnt out and I was thinking about doing other things. And I actually was. I, I started training and studying to become a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, I still study that stuff, but I've put that on the back burner because I realized I needed to just get myself in a different environment and recharge to, yeah. to do what I do well. Yeah, man. Um, so that's how I came to our current place of business. Was it like um, a, a dish? What, what got you back into it? It wasn't a dish. It was recognizing what I hate. okay (laughs) you became self-aware um well i I think i i'm pretty self-aware i think um something stuck some close friends of mine they they have all these nicknames for me because i go in and find problems and so i'm often called the fixer in my little community okay um especially with food so if i see issues with how dishes are prepared how ingredients are prepared the flavor profile balance, um, or if it's just organizing the kitchen a little bit, I tend to go in and throw my weight around maybe before I'm supposed to. Yeah. Um, and it gets me in trouble, but it also, I think, helps. So, um, yeah. So I think recognizing that and understanding how I could apply that differently and getting in a new environment where it might be more well-served helped, you know, recharge a little bit. Right on, man. I get, I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if it was something like an old like band that you're like yeah i'm kind of burned out and then they come out radiohead like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you see radiohead live you're like i don't know what i was thinking I love uh, yeah, radiohead. I know, yeah. and i i think <laughs> i think if i did happen to see radiohead right now i think i'd be all about it yeah so. <laughs> yeah i at least if i'll go if i see a band it will at least like rebirth that like like, that original love yeah somewhere like, oh yeah. yeah this is why i love them so much for at least at least for a week <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, and yeah. Then, it'll, then it'll sputter out a, a little bit again you accidentally see third eye blind and you realize <laughs> you're like oh fuck that was i know i get it now <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i wish you would step back from that ledge my friend yeah or maybe somebody <laughs> should have just pushed you <laughs> off of it so we could move on <laughs> Oh, so good. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Anybody who has a connection to that song. <laughs> All the Third Eyed Blind fans just tuned out. Well, Confession, I really do like them. Yeah? On, on some level. Do you like some of their newer stuff, or is it all old stuff? Um, I love the first album. Yeah. Um, despite that song, I actually don't like that song. Yeah, because um, it got played out so much. Well, yeah, yeah. and I think... It goes back to that whole Radiohead. Why uh, are you trying to make a pop hit out of something that was just really awful yeah it was pretty, you know? pretty dark it's pretty dark <laughs> um and uh the, their newer stuff i think they're kind of coming back to form cool if that makes sense yeah. yeah 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 i get that i get that man 
Um, do you ever hear lingo that like automatically will be like, oh, this guy, this guy's, he belongs in the kitchen or like he obviously works somewhere around here because he said 86. Oh, you guys are 86 oh, pins. Or uh, like, do you mean like when I'm sitting at a bar and I hear people talking or what do you mean? Yeah. Like just when you're out on a leisurely note and you hear someone say like, uh, that cashier's in the weeds. Yeah. You know, this is, this is funny. I think this is the most intimate thing that you can expose yourself with as being part of back of the house and public places. And uh, everybody I know that's been in the industry for a long time does this at least once every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I will be shopping for groceries at the grocery store and I will turn a corner and I will say corner, yeah, and, and I will behind. let. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I I do it all the time. No matter where I am, I will tell people I'm behind them. I tell people that I'm moving around a corner, and people look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, man. And it's just automatic. I don't know how to stop it, and I laugh at myself when it happens. Sure. But you know, I think th- that is the thing. You know, every once in a while, I hear somebody else do that. Yeah. Um, but that's what comes to mind when you ask that question. So yeah, there's just spills out i'm the same way man there's yeah. a lot of things that are just branded into my memory that i can't like I, it's it's automatic like second the, nature the corner or like when i'm behind someone like i'm behind i'm yep. behind you behind, <laughs> behind. i do it at the gym all the time yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'll put my hand out like the heisman like i'll put my hand uh-huh. up just in case they back up really quickly yep um yeah I i'm not know. trying to touch you yeah it's just, just how i move through the world yeah my hand, my <laughs> hand is there though just in case you decide to back up really really quickly it's for your protection yeah and so i don't spill these i don't know drinks or whatever uh yeah man how is how is it dealing with people that are like finicky eaters i know that you will you'll create like this beautiful pairing of flavors and like i did this because it works so well with this and this complements that flavor um so I used a savory with a sweet or, or something like that. And someone was like, I, I don't like onions. Yeah. <laughs> like, Motherfucker. Um, that, you need a, these onions in this dish. Uh, um, Does that kill it for you? It can momentarily. <laughs> um, it's, it's usually where some sort of expletive comes out of my mouth. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's common. Um, it depends on the dish. You know, if it's something that's on the menu and it's just one of our standards that I don't have any attachment to, then I don't care. You know, sure. I may make a comment like, why don't you like pickles? Pickles are great. Yeah. Um, but I don't care. You yeah. Know, I need to just get that dish out. If it's something maybe more like a special that I create or it's um, it's a dish that's not a burger, yeah. you know, um, th- then I care a little bit more. There's a fine line, you know, we're in customer service, we're, we're in a, an environment where people do get to decide to Mm -hmm. some degree what they want. And I recognize that unless you build the business with that perspective to teach customers that you don't make adjustments from the beginning, yeah, then you did that, you allowed it for sure. And so I I try and just back off and not take it too personally, unless it's something that we decree from the beginning. That's like, this is it. This is what we do. It's intentional. And you don't get to change that. Yeah. Pick it off when it gets to your table. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> Pick it off when I'm not looking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I feel like it saddens me more than anything, not on a deep level, but it's disappointing yeah. that people are just so routine and unadventurous with what they do. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you're not like an exploratory eater or... Like give Star Anise a try. Give yeah. it a try. Yeah, I, you know, you I know like you may sausage. not like licorice, but maybe. Yeah, maybe right now, you know, it's going to be presented to you in a way that you might actually appreciate it for sure. Yeah. I remember the first like my breakthrough with blue cheese. I was like, yeah, not for me, not good. And then I had it with like a, I don't think like a bloody steak or something like that. But I remember I was classic. Like, I'm back in blue cheese everything. Yes, <laughs> and, you know, and I, there's also that perception that people don't like things. Um, because they had it the way that their mother cooked it. Yeah. You know, Brussels sprouts happen to be one of the most popular things to happen in food in the last five years. Isn't it fucking bananas? It's Brussels crazy. Sprouts everywhere, it's, man. It's crazy. Brussels sprouts is a new French fry. It is. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's, it makes me, I make some sort of noise. It's not even a word. When I go into a new <laughs> restaurant and um, I see Brussels sprouts on the menu, and they may have nothing in common with anything else that they do in this restaurant, yeah. but there they are. Uh-huh. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. And I'm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, I love Brussels sprouts. It's a burger but place. Why are we doing that? You yeah. know, and I think that there is there's this need because of customer service to cater to people's demands, mm-hmm. and that frustrates me that people are not ballsy enough to go out and create what they want to make yeah. that they believe in simply because they think that people will be um, opposed to it or scared of it and not, um, you know, somebody's going to ask for Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Yeah, they will. So why don't we just put them on the menu now? Because you don't have to. Yeah. You I, know? I kind of had an aha moment like that. Um, I went to Justine's last week. I love that place. I love that place for that reason. Like, well, at least from what I can see from now, from a person that doesn't do it professionally, they had two different rabbit items on the menu, and I was like, "This is great! Nobody's right. doing rabbit. Like, I love that I can come here and have rabbit confit mm-hmm. with like a duck fat reduction. Like, it was in some kind of like a a crazy combo uh, heart of- attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing though. Um, but I love going there because they are. I feel like whoever's putting together their menu, like they're doing some. Probably not even ballsy stuff. Just like no um, things that you know, don't I, speak to the masses. I think, um, like I said, that's one of my favorite places in town, and Same. I think it's it's not because of just their food. It's because of what they've created atmospherically. Mm-hmm. Um, they've created a destination spot and a culture around what they do, and they are unapologetically themselves. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing to see in in any business, really, or yeah. or people in general. I think. Um, you know, the old adage of sheep walking everywhere. It's sure. Like, you know, the same thing happens in restaurants. Without a um, doubt. And Justine's in Austin, you know, I think everybody listening has probably been there. Yeah. Um, it It's just its own entity. You know you're going to have a good time. The service, I'm sorry, Justine's, is <laughs> super sassy. <laughs> sure. Um, and you either go there because you appreciate it or yeah. you don't go there. Yeah. And good for them. Yeah. You know, they... They have a culture, you know. Agreed. So I, I love that. Yeah, they've drawn a, a very strong line in the sand. They uh, like, have. This is us. This is how we're we're gonna be, and this is what's on the menu. Yep. So suck at everybody else. Yep. And <laughs> you you said they're not doing anything ballsy. I I would agree they're not doing anything avant garde. Yep. But who needs to? You know, you I don't believe that food needs to be constantly challenging. Mm-hmm. I think food needs to be constantly interesting, and um, it's just as interesting when it's done really well. Yeah. And even in an expected way, but if you're consistent and you do it really well, good for you. Yeah. That, that's the point to me. Is it hard for you to go out to a restaurant and have something like, it, it's hard for me to go to a steak restaurant once I started mastering like steaks. I know mm-hmm. it's very simple, but I was like, this is so goddamn easy. I can never go to another steak restaurant because, it, it, and then no offense to the kitchen, like maybe it, um, Maybe it sat in the window too long, or maybe through a third party information, like didn't convey like the way I wanted my steak cooked. Maybe there's not a mod uh-huh. button on here, but it gets fucked up so often. It does. And I think that this partially goes back to what I was saying earlier is there's this element of luck sometimes. Sure. And I know somebody's going to be listening to this that's going to bark at that and say, no, 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 no. You know, it depends on the system of the the kitchen we're talking about. You know, some systems are not set up to allow even very talented cooks, chefs to succeed. For sure. And if that kitchen is overwhelmed, if they are set up in a way where tickets are allowed to come in at too rapid a pace for the kitchen to keep up with, these little things that customers don't understand affect what you're going to get at the table. Yeah. And um, that's frustrating for everybody, including the person preparing your food. So it may be that that person knows exactly what they're doing, but they weren't able to do as good a job as they should have because they were overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, Or maybe that lags your ticket time, you know. So all of these things come into play. But I agree. It's difficult for me to want to go out to eat as often as I used to because most of the time I'm like, eh, I can make that. Yeah. Um, I I do it often. I'm like, come on, man. Like, fucking... Burger's not hard, dude. It is not hard. Right. Like, or maybe it comes down to just wanting it your way. Sure. Also, what we were talking about is like, I don't want to go into a restaurant and then tell them to build what I want that's off menu. Yeah. You know, I happen to want this particular thing and it's similar to what they're doing, but I don't want it yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just make it myself. And f- that is part of the, the creative process of learning how to do different things, grow your skills, learn about new ingredients. 
um, just going out to eat only fills in some of those gaps, you know? So if you really want to learn, you have to do it yourself sometimes. Yeah. Uh, do you have a hard time cooking in other people's kitchens? I know sometimes I'll go home, um, and my mom and myself, like we really like to cook. That's where I I think I, I got like the cooking bug, Mm -hmm. uh, um, sprouted from that. But, um, I, I don't want to say I hate cooking in her kitchen, but I just hate not being in my kitchen where I'm like, yeah. oh, you don't have, you don't have chicken stock just on demand. That's like yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah. Like why, why don't you, you don't, you don't have chicken stock at all. That's, I, I don't know. Why understand. are you at a deficit? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Bullion. No, you're no, supposed no, to, no, 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 no. You're cooking down from the carcass that you used earlier in the month or something like dumb mom. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you don't have the little ice cubes made out of chicken stock. Yeah. Your yeah. Um, <laughs> she does most of the time. I'm just using, I'm using this as a, like an example of another person's kitchen, but, um, maybe my dad, my dad is a good example. He doesn't cook that often. Right. Um, he wouldn't have any of this stuff or he would have like the store bought, like the pre diced, like pepper, like you don't have a pepper grinder. Dad, no, I can't use yeah, this. This, this, is, this is stale. I have to go to the store. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm sorry. This is going to take 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just for the right pepper. I have, I, it, it is sometimes frustrating. It doesn't happen to me as often as it used to. Um, in my previous incarnation, I was cooking in other people's kitchens a couple times a week. Yeah. Um, or building kitchens offsite somewhere, you know, get rental equipment in and build a kitchen. And so I think um, at this point, I'm very used to working in environments where I don't have an ideal setup. Yeah. And I actually, I, it's kind of a badge of honor. I um, think it's kind of a whiny complaint if you can't make it work. Yeah, no, I, um, I agree with you. It's There's a skill set there. Um, and I do feel a bit of like, oh, come on, man. You can, what do you mean you can't use that? Yeah, just, just <laughs> deal with it. You know, and <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like now we have all these TV shows that make it a basket challenge, you know? Yeah. Um, you have these five ingredients, make it work. And yeah. then they pick things that are so opposing it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least it's not that where you're in your mom's kitchen and she, all she has is eel and chocolate. Yeah. And a cat turd. Uh, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I incorporated mm, the litter and, um, I don't know. This I rolled good. the cat turd in almonds <laughs> and it's almond roca. It's pretty good. The <laughs> almonds actually complement the, I don't know, acidic and then I flavor. fed it to the dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an audience for everything. That's true. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, how important is knife work, would you say? Number one skill. Number one skill, Number one right? skill. Um, you... I have been criticized for not using equipment or machines enough. Uh-huh. Um, some of my friends are just big proponents of buffalo choppers, which are these, you know, RoboCoops on steroids, and you can chop tomatoes, you know, 20 pounds in five minutes. Yeah. Um, unless it, the volume is so high, I am going to use my knife for almost everything. Yeah. Um. So, and I take a lot of pride in that. I used to practice just like shaving vegetables with my knife um, to get better at, you know, clean cuts. And um, if you can't use your knife, then what are you going to do? You know, I I just don't get that. I feel like you you should be able to have a knife and a spatula and maybe a spoon and you should be able to work. And tongs. Tongs are insanely important. Agreed. Um, Those things you can you can do anything with. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, man. Um, do you cringe whenever you see other people holding a knife? You're like, oh, dude, you're grabbing that thing all wrong. Unbelievably. <laughs> um, it is It is one of, you know how I said earlier that I, I kind of shove it. myself into situations sometimes where I may not have the authority to. Yeah. That is probably the most often <laughs> that I do that, um, where I just, I stop people and never grab a knife. You can't do that. You know, like, this is so dangerous to grab sure, a knife yeah. out of somebody's hand, but I will do what I can to, ah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> You did it. Um, uh, we'll go tip for tat with that's these, good. these puns. I don't know. I'm, I'm not very. I'm not very punny. So. You did well. The right out of the right out of the shoot. You, yeah. you punned me. Yeah, but I didn't mean to. Oh, that's the thing. <laughs> um, no, the, the the knife thing is huge, and I think it, it holds you back through your career. Yeah. Um, and it it also unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, shows people what your skill level is before you have a chance to prove it. Yeah. And you walk into a new kitchen and you're doing prep work and people see how you are using your knife. If it's not accurate or skillful, all sorts of judgments are going to (laughs) fall down on you like brimstone. I automatically taste that person's food that's holding the knife yeah. wrong. I'm like, I, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're just you prepping. Know, you it, haven't even cooked anything. It, yet. If you can't use your knife, how the hell are you going to make the rest of this dish work? Right. You know, I, I just assume that your skills in every area are as bad 
as how you use your knife. Yeah, and time time is of the essence also. Yeah. So if you can't mince garlic in a fashionable, timely matter manner, yes. um, cocktails working. Um, Good. Then <laughs> start slurring by the end of it. Excellent. There's there's many podcasts like that, by the way. Um, <clears throat> then yeah, I don't know. Like you haven't learned skill number one. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to hear that you're like that's number one. Like that should be. Yeah, and truly, it is in many um, cooking schools. It is the first thing that you do. Really, you know, you um, technically you learn health and sanitation first. Yeah. Um, and then knife skills. Um, but I actually didn't go to culinary school. Oh, really? So, no, I did not. Wow, I'm shocked. Because um, you're very knowledgeable on various... That is because I'm a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I've learned what culinary schools do because I've gone to uh, plenty of career fairs to recruit. And I have trained a lot of people who've come out of culinary school. And um, I often find that they have massive gaps in knowledge. And that's okay. I mean, the way the system is set up, they, they don't have time to master anything in that amount of time. Yeah. So it's a crash course. Okay. But um, back to what we were talking about, knife skills, one of the first things you learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Uh, yes. do, you, <laughs> do you ever peer in like a butcher? Be like, oh, how are you guys shaping that down? Let me see. Let's see what's going um, on in there. I, I used to. There was a time where I was fascinated by any category of cooking that I didn't know much about. Okay. And so I would delve in and I would get reference books. I would get, um, you know, on blogs or whatever it may be and try and learn a lot. Um, meat fabrication at this point is not something I'm very interested in. Yeah. I've learned what I feel like I needed to know to get by up until now in my career. And that may change. I may end up needing to know more because um, there's always more. Sure. But um, I'm a pescatarian. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so I don't uh, find myself breaking down a lot of meat at home. Um, yeah. I can. You know, the funny part is being a pescatarian in my previous job, um, I was the one that always had to break down the hogs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because the guys that ate meat didn't want to do it. They were kind of grossed out by it. So I walk in and have to, you know, remove the pig's head and deal with that and <laughs> is that and what I, converted you is it just no like, not at all i was already on that wavelength is it um, a, a health more of a health um it, it's uh, it's a mixture of health and it's also i just don't appreciate most of the way um animals are treated or produced in our country ethics cool all yeah. right i can i can support that man yeah it goes into like i don't know ecosystems and uh agriculture I, big agriculture is a sad sad thing sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've um a movie that kind of moved me. <laughs> um, I guess that's what that I doesn't count as a pun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I think that's what movies are ma- named after. <laughs> like a, <laughs> feelies. <laughs> I'm going to show you some feelings. Uh, it was food Inc. Oh, yeah. Um, that was like definitely shifted my thinking um, tenfold. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people haven't seen that mm-hmm. or don't think about where their food comes from. Yeah. And I know that's a huge conversation probably, you know, in the last decade, where is your food coming from? And especially in towns like Austin here, you know, people are really aware of the locality of their food or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Organic this. Um, I ride the line on those things. I, I do as best as I can, but um, I feel like not buying a miserable chicken um, that was never happy, you know, even with its little chicken brain. Yeah. <laughs> um, is something that I can do. And I just don't want to participate in that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you can taste that through like through the meat? Yes. If- yes, I do. I mean, and I still eat meat when I need to. You yeah. Know, when other people are cooking, and I feel like I need to taste what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm going on a food trip, um, and it's a dish that I have no experience with, or I feel like they may do this particular thing very well, and I want to see what the result is. I eat it then. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I do, I do feel like you can taste a, really, a difference. I like that take on it, where it's like, I'm a pescatarian, but I'll eat this for, if, if it serves, like, it's going to serve a purpose, because mm-hmm. I need to know what it is, or, like, I need to taste the flavors uh, involved. Um, I just hate that shut door policy of, like, nope, does it got this, yeah. does it have this kind of stock, or does it have this kind of... No, I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, it goes um, back to my it finicky is, eater. It, 
I don't like that. I mean, in, in our industry, I don't think that there's any room for that perspective. Yeah. Unless you are a vegan and you work in a vegan restaurant. Yeah. You know, then you, fine. You, you, you found your market. You yeah. Know? But do I don't do that. <laughs> so. How do you feel about vegan dishes or vegetarian dishes or meat substitutes? Hmm. Um, I, in restaurants, meat substitutes, I don't appreciate all that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't qualify tofu as a meat substitute, just by the way. Okay. Um, tofu is its own food from another culture that we over here perceive as a meat substitute. Right. And it's not, you know, it, it is a food, you know, that people in China and Asian countries have been using for centuries. Yeah. Um, so... Um, but if somebody gives me a Boca burger mm -hmm. in their restaurant, which <laughs> happens all the time, yeah. um, I don't appreciate that so much. <laughs> Why is that? Because you can do it yourself. <laughs> like learn how to fucking cook. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's not hard. I think, um, especially now people are familiar with how to make vegetarian dishes better. Yeah. Um, it's sad when you walk in and the only vegetarian option is a salad. Mm -hmm. um, vegetables are numerous. There are more of those than there are animals that we eat in restaurants on a regular basis. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's, I don't think there's an excuse. I think there's a lack of interest. Okay. I think that even a lot of professional chefs feel like there's something missing if there's not an animal in it somewhere. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. I feel like that's another one of those crutches. You know, if you have to rely on the fact that if it doesn't have chicken in it to make it better, then you're you're missing something. I feel like you should test yourself and push. And you can get flavor balance. You can get texture balance. You can get a substantive meal that has protein in it, by the way, Yeah. Um, with plant-based ingredients. Yeah. Do so. you typically follow a plant-based diet? Um, at home? At mostly, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, pescatarian, but I don't even eat that much of those. When's the best time okay. to buy fish? Do you do you have like a? Ooh, um, depends on the region. Bourdain uh, talks about. He's from New York. Uh, I think he said that Thursday, I believe, was like the best day for like that's when the fish came in. Well, that yeah, um, again, depends on the region and the market that you're shopping in. You know, I'm I, I'm a big big fan of Seattle. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why I still live in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I, I I go there so often, and I I feel at home there. And um, so I compare seafood to that area. Yeah, and that's a sad thing because they just have constant accessibility to the best. Yeah, and um, so I, like I said, I think it just depends on where you are for as sure. to when to shop for seafood. Okay, the Gulf is not a good barometer for seafood. It's the the fucking the Gulf. It looks like chocolate milk, man. Like it's, the, yeah, the, on its the, best like, days. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I know the further out you get, it gets a little more clear. But what I can see most ninety percent of the time is chocolate milk. Right, uh, so and, and they're not to, they're not fishing in the milk, but yeah, <laughs> they're, they're yeah, yeah. going they're going out there. But yeah, still. <laughs> um, there's a chapter in Kitchen Confidential that's called "Food Is Sex," um, mm -hmm. and that's not. Particularly, what uh, the chapter's about, um, but that title of the chapter got me thinking that like food is kind of like sex. There, like you have uh, the idea or like the mystery of like what that person looks like, maybe under the clothes. Like, what am I going to cook tonight? What is this? What is that dish going to be like? Yeah, what's um, it going to do to this person? How are they going to react? Yeah, uh, I don't know. And then like the work that goes into it, like the passion and the and the the prep and the smells and the the change in the item. Um, I don't know. Uh, would you feel like? Do you feel? Are you that passionate about it? Where you? I, until I really like thought about that, it didn't dawn on me. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, I was like, yeah, I guess I can kind of see that. Uh, and then you have like the end result of like this gluttonous, like <laughs> this is the, so the fucking in, good. The indulgence. <laughs> yeah. And then even to take it further, you have the sometimes the exhaustion and passing out after eating. Yeah, yeah. you go into yeah. a comatose, like a sex coma. You're yeah, like, I'm exactly. exhausted. Like, I am done. Uh, sweating for 20 minutes over this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, now that you put all of that out there. Or three minutes. Depends on <laughs> if you're making a grilled cheese. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that that comparison works on both levels sometimes too. Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah, not knocking it. Um, hmm. 
I, I think it depends on what I'm cooking and okay. what environment I'm cooking in and people's, this is may, this might sound odd, um, people's level of voyeurism into what I'm doing. And I think that's when I notice the, the link between sex and food a little bit more when it becomes more of an interactive experience. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm prepping before customers get there, not so sexy. Um, when you are making a dish and people are watching you cook and you can see they're interested and they may be making comments that they think you can't hear, Mm -hmm. but you can. Yeah. Um, that's when it becomes a little bit more of a back and forth, even if we're not truly interacting. Yeah. I know my behavior changes, you know, I know that maybe my posture changes or you, you make little shifts Sure. because somebody's watching you. And um, that becomes even vaguely sexual, I think. Yeah. Um, And this is going to sound really gross, but (laughs) I'm making something you're going to put in you, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It is. Um, It's it's, it's insanely intimate on several different levels. Yeah, there's something about, um, aside from the innuendo, you're feeding somebody is nurturing them. Yeah. And I think if you aren't talking about that on a parental level, then you're talking about it kind of on a sexual level for like sure caring for somebody even if it's a stranger you've done something intimate for them without a doubt man i i 100 agree with you as far yeah. as like, I'm yeah <laughs> and i know like conversations like this like can be a bit of a stretch sometimes where people are like, god damn you're just making a sandwich yeah yeah um, and sometimes <laughs> yes sometimes that's very true that i am just making a sandwich or i am just doing whatever that's very quick and they're eating on their lunch break but i think those are different moments than the ones we're talking about yeah yeah. Um, and I don't know. There's a lot of, I remember when I had a Tinder profile, God, that fucking shit is the worst, man. It's bad. It's bad. I don't have, I don't have Tinder. Um, I only have one left and it's called Scruff. Scruff? Scruff. What is that? It's for dudes. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. called Scruff. Scruff. <laughs> I love That's it. it. Yeah. What happened to like Grinder? Well, that happens that the too. Same thing? That, no, they're very different. Yeah. Um, but Grindr is more like Tinder. Okay. Yeah. And um, Scruff, you have to like pay a, a thing? You can. You okay. don't have to. Um, scruff is... Uh, it, <laughs> like you just Sorry, said, like, to go down this track. No, it's okay. Um, it is just talking about these things. Like you said, they're just like, oh, man, it's the worst. It really is the worst. Um, <laughs> just these apps and That's how the, we're... that whole life of, I don't know, sifting through people. Yeah. And, um, but no, Scruff is more for uh, burlier, hairier, real blue colory sort of yeah, people. Yeah, real dudes, dudes, like, uh, turn a wrench, not yeah. five. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, except, you know, it, I think it used to be that way a little bit more than it is now. And now yeah. everybody's on it, just like anything else. So. I'm so out of the loop. Yeah. I well, even. I barely use it. So <laughs> uh, I could know more than I do about it. Well, I guess what sure. I was getting at was I... Um, I really enjoy sometimes savory meats, uh, but on my profile, I was like, no vegetarians, please. Ah. <laughs> Just because there was a lot on there, um, like, meat's gross and icky. And I'm like, uh. well, I get, I respect what you're saying, but here's a filter for me. Like, right, th- th- this is going to become a compatibility issue. Yeah, because I, I like to sit down and like, try my steak try my steak with this blue cheese i usually don't like blue cheese but now i think i do like have this but share this experience with me yeah i want to share that experience and i guess that's going back to that food is sex kind of a thing yeah it can be um something that was important to me like cooking is important to me so i had to like i need to be on the same wavelengths um i was in a relationship with somebody that was like gluten intolerant and it was really like i wanted sometimes like try this bread. This toast is amazing. Yeah, it's and just it was... toast, and it's the best thing on the planet. Yeah. Um, um, gluten is a tough one. That's a tough one, right? Yeah, I uh, feel like that can destroy marriages. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I uh, definitely use past tense in that. I was with someone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't it. I think it was mostly me. <laughs> it's like an earthquake. Are relationships difficult to to have? Doing what we do, like being in the service industry, do you find that to be true? Yes. Yes, I, I, mean, I do. I, I, if you're not in the industry, it's it's going to be difficult for me to to be in a relationship with you. And same same on the opposite side as well. Like it's it's going to be difficult for you to be in a relationship with me. I'm going to be a difficult person to be in a relationship with you. Like our schedules will be conflicting. Yeah, yeah. That's that's Weekends what comes to mind first is the the scheduling yeah. and just the 
the lack of weekends. Yeah. You know, uh, we live in a, a world where so many people have this, maybe not nine to five necessarily, but they have this Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And their nine to five might be 10 to six, but it's consistent, whatever it is that they do. Yeah. And we are insanely lucky in what we do if we have a consistent schedule. Yeah. You know, that's something that you suffer for. Um, but most people don't have that. And we have to work when all of you are playing. Yeah. All of you people That's... out there that love to go out and eat and spend your money. Uh-huh. Somebody <laughs> has to do that for you. All you guys that don't know how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Sunday. Why don't you have fun with us? Why don't you always, you know, you never say yes. I can't because <laughs> I work. Um, if I ever have a weekend <laughs> off, I become insanely like reclusive. I'll go out. And get like all my errands done, and then come home and hermit. Like I, <laughs> but, but this and maybe this is the the thing too. Is I have this big. I know that FOMO is the thing that people are saying now, but I get it. Um, in those moments that you're talking about, you do the hermit thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like I want to do that, but it's my only time to do anything that other people get to do, and then I have this life crisis on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, well, I should be doing these things, but I want to do this, but my biological clock is totally off because I have this. And so I have these three factors. Exact same. And then I just do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) The inconclusion is the same. I'm doing nothing. It is, yeah. Except (laughs) I just, I want to be a part of your world and I can't. Um, so yeah, relationships are tough for that reason. I think it's just the being off of everybody else's wave. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll shift out of the relationship sector for a second. Um, I've heard that like a clean kitchen, um, you can't uh, have a good meal if you start with a dirty kitchen. Um, I keep my kitchen as clean as I possibly can, but I have also created meals where I've looked back over my shoulder and I'm like, whoa, I'm glad I'm not doing the dishes. Yeah, what just happened? <laughs> I fucked some shit up. Yeah. There's pots and pans to the ceiling. Um, um, would you say that that's true? You feel like you can like walk into a kitchen and there'd be, it'd be a little dirty. I still be able to crank I, something out. Yeah. Worthwhile? I, I, I think it goes back to that. It's kind of a cop out. Yeah. Um, I, the, the dirty kitchen thing for me is a bigger, different issue. Um, it, it speaks to people's level of integrity. It speaks to their level of sanitation. Yeah. It makes me concerned about how they're handling food. Mm-hmm more than it does make me question their skill level on cooking. Sure. You know, just yeah. the, across the board. Um, I think it also speaks to the organization of how they're going to execute what they do. And I think in a private kitchen, in your home kitchen, not as big of a deal. Um, you're making dinner for you and your family. Yeah. And a party every once in a while. Um, in a professional kitchen, we we have routines for a reason. We put things in the same spot every time for a reason. Yeah, um, it is to get systems down to allow us to move through it quickly. Yeah, and you, if you're there long enough, it becomes muscle memory on where to reach. You know, and so that's why when you guys walk behind us on the line, you tell us where you are because. It may look like I'm over here doing this one thing, but in a second, I might just not even look behind me. I might reach my arm behind me and grab what I know is there. Yeah. <laughs> and and so even, you know, you, that's why we communicate like that all the time. And I think when you see a dirty kitchen, it's also an unorganized kitchen almost always. For they're, sure. They're not, this, they're not separate. And so that's what it speaks to to me. I, I, I get that. Yeah. I, I feel that. Um, do you feel like when someone says that they cook, here's here's a couple of like red flags for me when someone's like oh yeah i love cooking too i love it i'm like okay cool Uh what was the last thing you made or tell me the tell me your dish that like if you're gonna if you're gonna woo me what would you cook for me or for whoever it doesn't have to be me but if you're gonna cook what's your go-to dish to impress somebody yeah um and what if they say like something with cheese bacon or garlic i feel like they like crutches <laughs> crutches crutches yeah right like you're gonna knock it out of the park if you use bacon yeah <laughs> like, of i mean course. <laughs> challenge yourself a slight bit yeah if you're gonna um are there anything are there any things that are also red flags besides like cheese bacon garlic that come to mind and you're like oh you're cheating you use bouillon of mm. course it's gonna be a delicious soup 
you know, I'm I'm really forgiving with friends or um, somebody I might be dating. Oh, this is in my head. I don't say oh, it out in loud. Your head. Yeah, I, okay. I say this in my head whenever they're like, "Yeah, I use bacon." I'm like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. um, But you know, in general conversation, when people say like, "Oh yeah, I'm a cook" or "I love cooking," um, the worst thing that you can say to me personally, and uh, this is not, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or not, is the phrase, "I'm a foodie." <laughs> I want to punch you in your face. I hate that term too. (laughs) Because that we are not the same thing, and we're we're not the same. Mm -mm. Um, I think that is kind of a gross word. Yeah, Uh, it it does. It tells me a lot about how you think food is glamorous, and you may or may not have a blog about it. Yeah, you may have a lot of time that you needed to fill, and this is how you spent it. Yeah, Um, you may want to talk more about your life story and how your little kids were hard to juggle while you made this really pretty dish and then took a thousand photos of it. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think of when I hear foodie. And uh, so don't. Don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> just talk about food. Yeah. If you really like it that much. Yeah. That's it. I got gotcha. like, you. Yeah. I feel you. So don't, don't do that. I think butter and cream are two other ones that I forgot to bring up. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Butter... Butter's maybe not in that category because you can do a lot with it. Sure, but I mean, like, if you like, I made um, crab legs. Like, oh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, just garlic and butter. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. That, I, I feel like you can mask a lot of things. Fair, there. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Melted butter as a sauce, yeah, is <laughs> kind a, of a cop out too. There we go, a cop yeah. out for sauces. Yeah. I should have been more specific. But if you mounted a sauce with butter Ooh. toward the end without breaking it. And then served it. Fucking madman, you. That is a skill. (laughs) Touche. Yeah. Touche. Also, I just wanted it to be documented. Um, Use fresh garlic. Like, I hate that when people don't use, like, oh, you need a little garlic? And they pull it out of, like, a jar. No, 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 no. pre-minced. No, no. No. And I will say, I I am tempted by that pre-minced jar of garlic every once in a while. I'll walk by it and think... It'd be so easy. I. It's just not the same. It's not the same. There's nothing com- okay about it's it. Completely different. It I, is. In I have some also sort been of brine. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's in like olive oil or something. I've. I've only. I've only sampled like. I've only been tainted with Satan's fruit uh, <laughs> once, <laughs> and realized it, it is not the way. It it's not. The not. Path. It. It has this. Um, oxidized sort of flavor. Yeah. It. It tastes a little stale. Yeah. Um. Its flavor kind of deepens in the wrong way uh-huh. if that makes any sense mm-hmm. um no don't do that yeah it's gar- terrible garlic powder and garlic salt i feel like get lost like if you really want garlic to shine you've got to you got to use the real deal got to use garlic <clears throat> um there are times where i feel like garlic powder does something justice sure, in sure, certain sure. things um but you, you know with dried spices there are methods to using them Agreed. to make them work and um yeah, that's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. But I, I despise that pre-minced garlic, too. It's gross. Um, <laughs> and I'm not even a food snob. I think some of the things I'm coming across saying are making me sound really snobby, and that's not the, t- the case, you know? Yeah. Um, I love french fries. Uh, yeah. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm a food snob, either. I will, I will, I'll get down on a PBJ. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset uh, Yeah, that's that. a good snack. Um, more Anthony Bourdain quotes. He says his favorite thing. He's like, oh, is it... Is it hard to get people to cook for you. It's like my favorite thing ever is when someone else makes me a meal. Like when I go to someone's house mm-hmm. and their mother makes me a meal or uh, like that's that's my favorite meal actually. Like Right, I, with I, no I, judgment, you know. And, yeah, uh, I love I love the your mom's macaroni and cheese or whatever that she's making. Like, yeah. I, I promise it's that's, all good. that's going to be very enjoyable to me. I don't know. I don't know where I was getting And you that, reserve but. a different level of judgment for nicer establishments you know sure. if i'm walking into a you know a four-star restaurant i'm gonna be judgy yeah <laughs> um if i'm walking into a friend's place and they're just cooking for a few of us i don't really have judgment around that right it's fine yeah you know um you know don't serve me raw meat you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but other than that you know it's all good all good in the hood yeah um well we're at the point in the show where i step away from the podium and let you get anything off of your chest any per- public service announcements you want to say to the the masses or something that we didn't cover and you're like oh, i really wanted to talk about scaling a fish we didn't get to go over that mm. or gutting dress filled dressing your own 
squirrel. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, wow. You know, I, but if, I, you got, if you got nothing, we'll move on. As, as I just don't want to. Public service announcement. I feel like um, I'm going to shift this a little bit. I'm not prepared for this question. Actually, yeah, I'm so, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Um, this is that makes it more fun. Um, <laughs> I think you know it's easy to want to make a public service announcement to customers or clients of restaurants, but I, I think everybody knows that. Um, and if you don't already behave properly in a restaurant, or if you think too highly of yourself then you're probably not going to listen to this anyway yeah <laughs> um i would do it more towards people who are in kitchens mm-hmm. um i want you to know your shit yeah you know i i have spent a lot of time um building my relationship with the people that i have managed and worked for and with and uh it's very important to me to if i don't know it to ask questions and learn yeah and um there's so much ego in our culture, you know, in bar and food. Um, we walk around like we're rock stars. People treat us like we're rock stars. It's the only benefit that we get. You know, we're ever, all of us are poor, by the way. Bye. You know, <laughs> yeah. We're, um, <laughs> we're struggling to make it, <laughs> yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, we don't really make any money. No. Um, so the the benefit is the attitude, I think, and it's sucked up by so many people who just assume that they are great at what they do because they work in a restaurant. Yeah. Not true. You know, always grow, learn, ask people questions, practice your trade, be better at what you do. Um, I see so much of that with, you know, people just resting on their current skill set and not expanding. And I that that's my takeaway from different kitchens. It's just I, I see that over and over again. Yeah. Um, and the only reason that I've been able to climb up in what I'm doing or get better at what I'm doing is because I decided I wanted to spend the time to learn, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's my public service announcement. That's always the question that like, um, you're driving away and like, oh fuck, I should have brought up this. <laughs> like yeah, listening yeah. later, like, oh, okay. When are we going back on? Yeah, I, yeah. Now, now I know. Can we record to- a three minute addendum? <laughs> um, no, it, you know, I'm sure there's something that I could have said that's better, but yeah. I do feel strongly about that. It's something that I try and do in, in every place I work, you know, I'll build libraries with articles that I believe in for people to, yeah. uh, read or, um, you know, throw my weight around in ways that maybe, like I keep saying, um, we'll teach somebody that one thing that helps them out. And I want people to do it to me too. It's not just about me teaching. It's about me learning too. So, right. um, you know, when I can suck knowledge out of somebody, I will do that. Nice. You know? So beautiful. Yeah. Learn, learn, man. I know I'm constantly picking your brain. Like, Hey, how do you, how do you heat that risotto back up? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The risotto, man. And my my answer is poorly. <laughs> Um, I yeah. don't like the idea of reheating risotto. Yeah. And there are ways to do it, but it's never as good as it would have been if you had just made it to order. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree, man. Fresh is the way. Yeah. Um, well, sometimes it gets a little heavy, uh, on the podcast, but we always end with a poop story. As you know, you said you've been listening to previous episodes. So, uh, have, did you come prepared with a poop story? Do you have one that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> of all the things that we we're going to talk about today, that this has been bothering me more than <laughs> anything else. It doesn't have to be your own. It could be somebody else's. No, I, I want it to be. I wish I had a good one that is my own. Uh-huh. You know, and I just don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I well, nothing that's story worthy, really. I okay. mean, you know, I feel like any, you know, any adult who's past the age of twenty-two, yeah, has you know, in inadvertently shit their pants, you know, like it has happened. Sure. Yeah. Like be honest, you don't have to say it in front of everybody, (laughs) but you know, you did. Yeah. Um, and so, I I mean, yeah, that's happened. Um, (laughs) you know, but nothing, I went through a phase where I was drinking, uh, all of these juices, like I went through kind of like not a cleanse, but I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Lots of juice. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be careful. You do have to be careful. <laughs> I, I used to own a juicer in my house, and I would start my day like it's the best way to start your day. Get your vegetables in. Mm. Um, and yeah, there has been. It's kind of like <sighs> to get a little graphic. My movements were a lot like um, they, the shift 
in The Wizard of Oz whenever it went from uh, black and white to Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and strangely accurate. Um, there was a yellow brick road. Yeah. There were, I don't know, lots, it, of, lots of dancing small people. It's um, unbelievable. It was insane. You just need to know what you're getting into when you go into juicing. Yeah. Um, so, Beats. yeah. Yeah, like one day I was ready to walk out the door to go to work, and I was like, I'm good. And I was, I think I was messing with my hair or something. Yeah. Standing in the bathroom, and nothing intentional happened, but I realized <laughs> You're like, from one moment to the next that some, like, I just crapped my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and no, it wasn't significant, but I know this just happened. Enough. Yeah. And I thought, enough to be an issue. Maybe I'm making this up. You yeah. know, like it, it's a strange feeling as an adult. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Want to justify? Well, it. Is that really what I just felt? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So I was late to work. Of course, yeah. Because I did that. That, that um, was that was my knee jerk reaction of like I think this happened, and I was about to blurt out, but when I. Uh, interrupt yeah. you but say i'm about to be late to work aren't yeah, I? <laughs> exactly yeah that, that's exactly what happened um so the perils of juicing yeah and it's I, a slippery I slope i don't really know how i could have been more prepared truthfully um yeah no you know, it's what all are you right gonna do? it's all right you know, my, um my diaper dot. am i supposed to wear diaper? <laughs> <laughs> that's not gonna happen no yeah so i i drink the juice sparingly now yes yeah yeah, yeah there's uh there is a I don't want to say measurement, but there's a uh, threshold. There's a threshold of juice intake. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, man. I feel good. You feel good? I do. Awesome, man. I That's do. it for us. Uh, play us out, shitty ukulele. I feel like I should take those first couple of like, strums out of uh, the ukulele outro. <laughs> Why? I think it's pretty entertaining. It's all right. Gets it done. Oh, nice work, man.